The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 245. Monday, June 30th, 2014. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 245. I am Rob. You are Greg. Or, or Mr. Magoo. Uh, Paunch Stevenson Show, episode 245. I'm Rob, you're Greg. And we have another celebrity death. Death is. So this person was born May 5th, 1926. Died July, sorry, not July, June 1st. Died June 1st, 2014, 88 years old, from a fall. And uh, she played... Alice the Maid on the 1970s TV series The Brady Bunch. Actress. Hey, Brady's. Uh, yeah. Actress Ann B. Davis. Mm-hmm. Ann Davis. Dead. <laughs> 88 years old. I mean, that's, you know, she's yeah. up there, but still. I guess she fell and. Yeah, she, um. She was very religious. Oh, was she? Yeah, I think she was living with, like, a minister and his wife. But apparently, um, she tripped and fell in the bathroom or something and whacked her head on Dead. Uh, so sources close to her say she was in excellent health for an 88-year-old woman, and her death was a complete shock. Earlier in the day, she had sustained a subdural hematoma from a fall in her bathroom in Texas. San Antonio, Texas. So, a subdural hematoma... Hey, you know, there's no basement in the Alamo. Also known as a subdural hemorrhage is a type of hematoma... Type of hematoma usually associated with traumatic brain injury... Blood gathers between the dura mater and the brain. Come on, what is this? I'm just explaining what it is. Cares. Uh, usually resulting from tears in bridging veins which cross the subdural space and yes. blah, 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 blah. They can, they can increase the intracranial pressure, yeah. which can cause compression of and damage to delicate brain tissue. I believe it also killed Apollo Creed. Oh, is that what killed him? Apollo Creed. If he dies, he dies. Uh, well, that's too bad. All right, so so uh, Alice from the Brady Bunch. Now this is—I have to mention something here. This is something I did—I didn't even realize. I kind of remembered this, but not—not not really. But uh, the great Frank uh, Edward Nora pointed this out to me. That apparently, at some point in time, uh, you, as a part of the band Fuzzy Doppner. 
recorded a song about Ann B. Davis? Mm, not really. No? It was the title of a song, but the I song, see. the lyrics itself nothing really to do with Ann B. Davis? Not, not as far as I knew. Not to my knowledge. What do you mean, not to your knowledge? You recorded the song. Well, I you didn't write the songs. I just, you know. Uh, I know, but you gotta, you cut, you must have, like, read the words. No. But this goes back to what we were talking about in last episode, where you and I would read these books and be asked to interpret them, and we're like, I don't know. It's, it just, it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> there is no interpretation. Anyway, so she, um. Well, we're gonna have to play the song. It's a story of a, Not lo- that song. Of a lovely lady. Oh, I'm sorry, we would have already played that song. No, and she also reprised her role in the 1995 Brady Bunch yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, she was a truck driver, starring Shelley Long and Gary Cole. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and B. Davis. Dead, dead, dead. Uh, oh, and by the way, in that 1995 Brady Bunch movie, it says that, um, I guess these people made an appearance, but Davy Jones, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork yeah. made, I, I don't remember, it's been so many years since I saw it, but they made an appearance in the movie, and we met Mickey Dolenz and Peter Tork. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, in the, I, and I love those, those, uh, the Brady Bunch movies in the 90s, um, <laughs> Pretty much uh, most of the original cast that were alive, uh, most of them uh, made an appearance. Um, but, uh, like, for instance, the guy who played Peter, I think his name's Michael Knight, or Peter Knight, or something. I forget what his name is. <laughs> Michael Knight? Michael? Um, the guy who plays Peter in the original Brady Bunch is something Knight. Um, why does it, it's, come on, this thing is useless. Who is it? Peter Brady is Chris Knight. Chris Knight. All right. I had the Knight part. <laughs> anyway, he had, he had a cameo as like a gym teacher. Barry Williams had a cameo as like a record producer. Um, I think other people did too. And some of it got cut. Um, but of course at the end, Florence Henderson appeared as their grandmother. Yeah, which was which was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Jan Brady in the movie was like had like schizophrenia or something. Like kept hearing these voices, and then they, <laughs> and then they show up the grandmothers and Florence Henderson goes, uh, she slaps her in the face. She goes, uh, uh, um, Jan, cut the crap. Uh. And then the voices went away. <laughs> so Florence Henderson is eighty years old. Yeah. Um, and still looks terrific. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Florence Anderson. But, uh, you know, there's a Brady Bunch convention in the Meadowlands coming up. <laughs> Why? Well, now you know who's not going to be The Monkeys there. convention. Now you know who yeah, isn't going uh, yes, I know. Ann B. Davis. <laughs> I don't and, think she well, was going to show up anyway. Ann B. Davis and the guy who played the dad, Mike yes. Brady. Yes. Yes, uh, Robert, uh... Stack? No. <laughs> uh, Robert Reed, Reed wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Robert... yeah Brady is, Bunch. This is, this is Mike Brady. 
on on <laughs> unsolved mysteries. Uh, Brady Bunch, uh, <laughs> the Brady Bunch convention. Apparently, the big the big get in this one is Maureen McCormick. Ah, uh, you know Marsha, who never shows up for this, but yet they said, "Wait, they said she was going to be there," and I'm looking at the guest page, and she's not on it again. Ah, uh, now wait a minute. I, don't wait know. A minute. I, I have a I have a weird question. It's very expensive. So Robert Reed, who played the dad, Mike Brady. Yeah. Is this true, or was this an urban legend that that he was homosexual? No, it was true. That why he got AIDS and died. Because this said he died from cancer. Well, you know, one of the... It mentions nothing about AIDS. I think really? that's a lie. Oh, is that like an Opie and Anthony thing? They... No, I, I, I don't think so. Oh, wait, wait. It says uh, Robert Reed did not have AIDS at the time of his death. His doctor listed his HIV positive status as a condition that contributed to his death on his death certificate. Uh yeah, but that's that's what that's what AIDS is was whatever. But he had cancer, right? But there Colon was certain cancer. No, but there was certain type. I don't. Maybe it was it was un um, it was uh, unrelated. But there were certain types of cancers that you would get uh. as a result of AIDS because your immune system would be you know destroyed. Uh, well, and at the time, the time. Uh, they, a lot of times, yes, that they would kind of, for some of the famous people, they would sort of list other kind of causes and not really, you know, put that down. I don't know, whatever. You know what I hated on the Brady Bunch is when, uh, so there were some seasons where the dad had like the normal comb to the side hair and, and he looked fine. Yeah. And then, I don't know if it was like a later season or whatever, but then he had like that jerry curl perm. But then they all, like, they all had like afros. But it's like, why? Like, what? It looked so bad. Well, that was the style, I guess. Oh, man. Anyway, alright, so Ann B. Davis is dead. Yeah. Uh, one other death, and not so much celebrity, but uh, this H.R. Uh, uh, Geiger. What? He died? You know who he is? Yes, the artist. How do you know him? Wait, he's not on on uh, deadoraliveinfo.com. Well, they don't put everybody there. Oh, he was the artist from Aliens. Yes, from Alien, yes. He's, oh, man. And also the video game Dark Seed. He did all the art ah. and the, the characters and everything. Well, actually, I mean, his um, his work on Alien, I think, was not was more than just the. Uh, uh, well, he did the Alien design. No, I know, but did, I thought he had something to do. Oh, that's um, yeah, I thought he had something to do with writing it, but that it was. Uh, I'm thinking of a Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon was the guy who basically came up with the concept. But anyway, so Hans Rudolf Geiger, yes. H.R. Geiger. Born February 5th, 1940, died May 12th, 2014, was a, 74 years old. He was a Swiss surrealist painter, sculptor, and set designer. Yeah. He was part of the special effects team that won an Academy Award for Best Achievement in Visual Effects for their design work on the film Alien. Yeah. Which 
came out in 1979, and he was named to the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame in 2013. Yes. He also worked on uh, Poltergeist 2, Species, Batman Forever. He also died from an injury from a fall. Oh, really? What the heck? What's going on with these falls? Uh, Old people. 74 years old. Yeah, so... um, What was I going to say? Yeah, he he suffered from night terrors. He had... uh, Really? Yeah, so uh, some kind of sleep disorder, which influenced his work. I guess that's where he came up with a lot of the crazy, you know, scary type of... uh, Designs. Hmm. So H.R. Geiger. His work involved a lot of skulls and bones and and just very strange uh, elongated uh, heads and and alien imagery and that type of thing. Apparently, uh, Ibanez Ibanez, uh, made a a base. Ibanez? Ibanez, yeah. Why the hell would they pronounce it like that? I, that's it's the guitar company. I've been anyway. So um, I know, but the Spanish would be Ibanez. Ibanez. So what? <laughs> sorry, sorry. What would they I didn't have mean to... to do that? We don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> badgers? No. I, I, I I'm mean... still here, El Guapo. <laughs> Anyway, H.R. Uh, Geiger, yes, they had a, 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 an H.R. Uh, Geiger base that uh, cool. kind of looked all crazy looking. So, but he's dead. So, yeah, so he... Um, he he did he, Alien, all right, come on. No, 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 wait, no, whoa, whoa. I know. His artwork was incorporated into two video games. You said that already. I said, right, Dark Seed... Which came out on you know, so, well, like the old computer, like the Amiga, DOS, Mac, Sega Saturn, Sony PlayStation. Uh, originally in 1992, PlayStation 1995 in Japan. Um, so that was it was from 1992, and then Dark Seed Two, which I don't think anybody bought really because <laughs> the novelty was had worn out. But uh, that came out in 1995 on on Windows, and then. Sega Saturn 97 and Sony PlayStation 97. Next. So, um, speaking of video games, um, I have to show you this YouTube video. (laughs) I don't know where they made this, but, um, Gilbert Gottfried, Make the, they made this clip. I think it was game. Ugh. What are you eating? <laughs> Granola bar. Gilbert Godfrey! Uh-huh. Up all night! I, by uh, Game Informer. I didn't even know they were still around. Uh, probably barely. A, a, a Game Informer of a print magazine? Um, no, I wouldn't think so. Right, so, so what anyway, is... it's called Gilbert Godfrey Voices Our Favorite Games. Nah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of it's really stupid, though. Welcome to your dome. <laughs> Rise from your grave. 
Yeah, those are funny, but then there's other ones where he's just reading, like, a dialogue. It's stupid. <laughs> Toasty. Get over here! They should do this with other celebrities. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. Go... <laughs> go forward to, like, a minute 40. Alright. Yes? No? Mario? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> uh pretty silly. So, yeah, so the N64 Mario where where you jump around and he goes, woo, 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 hee, hee. And it's, it's Gilbert Godfrey. Right? Yeah. Oh, ha, hee, ha, ho. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. Get over here. Toasty. Resident Evil. Hey, what's going on? Jill, is that you, Jill? What happened? Perry, help me, please. The door won't open. Quick! Stay away from the door, Jill. I'm gonna kick this door down. That was too close. You are almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Good. Yeah! Wah! Wahoo! So this is called Gilbert Gottfried Voices Our Favorite Games. I said that already. Do a search on YouTube. Anyway, so uh, speaking of Gilbert Gottfried... Well, and we'll... Uh, We'll put a link on PawnStevenson.com. Uh, yeah. So speaking of Gilbert Gottfried, you know, when we met him at the Chiller Theater last year, mm-hmm. um, I asked him about the Norm MacDonald show. Yeah, I remember you know, that. Yeah. That show was on YouTube, whatever, Norm MacDonald Live. Yeah, we have the audio in, in that old episode. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm like, what happened to that show? It was great, and it's gone. He, he's just like, he's like, I don't know. They... They were doing it, and then they decided not to do it anymore. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stating the obvious. Well, d- right. <laughs> hey, well, he's back! On YouTube? Norm is back. He's been back. Oh, alright. I didn't even know. <laughs> so, um... Norm is back. Norm McDonald live. Um, been back for a couple of months. And he's had uh, Ray Romano as a guest. Uh, and it's really funny. Hey, hey, it's me, Ray Romano. Hey, 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 yeah. it's me, Ray. Hey, <laughs> why do I talk like that? Hey, hey. <laughs> There's something in my throat. Uh, I swallowed Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, like, Romano, could you imagine uh, a movie with him and George Harrison? Be like, hey, George! Yeah, yeah, Ray, yeah, George Harrison. Blasphemy. And then Bob Dylan. Whoa! Hey! Scooby Doo! Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll actually have a George Harrison story, but, um, so one of the guys, Ray Romano, David Spade, uh, uh, Carl Reiner, 
And Adam Sandler. Wait, Carl Reiner is still alive? Still alive. Wow. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, I watched the Adam Sandler uh, episode this morning. It's hilarious. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he... And- did, um... Did Norm tell him something important? What do you mean? And then Adam Sandler responded, That's something that should have been brought to my attention yesterday! No. <laughs> no? No. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, but... Anyway, they, uh... Wow. No, they were wait, goofing... Wait, wait. Be- Carl Reiner's 92. He's old. So they were goofing about, you know, uh, the old movies that they did and, and Saturday Night Live and different stuff and people they know making fun of them. And uh, I've, I would have to say this season that Norm is much livelier. Good. Now, somebody, Sandler said it during the show, and I actually heard this as rumors, that they were saying that Norm may be trying, they're like some people were trying to get Norm at, to replace Craig uh, Ferguson. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, first of all, they would never do that, but that would be awesome. I know. Well, it's funny, you know, Norm back in, you know, I think it was shortly after they fired him from Saturday Night Live. But uh, Letterman's people called him and I forget what happened. Letterman was doing, you know, had to go somewhere or other. And so Norm was like, they Norm thought that they were asking him to guest host the late show for like a week. Okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And and then, um, so they got back to him, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not going to happen. <laughs> and Norm was like, okay, all right, fine, you know, whatever. And he found out later on that they weren't, it, it wasn't even the late show. They were, it was the late, late show. Ah. Oh. You know, Tom Schneider had, was, was retiring, and they were, they needed to replace him, and stupid Norm thought it was just guest hosting for Dave, but it was really, you know, for that. And and so they they told him like Dave was really fighting for you, and you know, I guess that stupid CBS went with Craig Kilborn. Nah, uh, oh, Craig, come on! Whatever happened to that guy? Awful! It was an imbecile. Whatever happened to Craig Kilborn? Don't care. Nothing. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's so Norm was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I almost had the job and I didn't even know. <laughs> but anyway, so they were telling about you know, a lot of old uh, funny stories, and so they they talked about Billy Madison, and um, and they were talking about how originally uh, they wanted to use that, you know, uh, Adam Sandler's friend uh, Alan Culvert. Yeah. Who's always in all of his movies? He's the the, the grandma's boy. Yeah, with Shirley Jones. <laughs> so they they um they Who want Adam. Yeah, Sa- so Sandler wanted him to be in Billy Madison with Norm. You remember there was that the the friends of Billy Madison was the old Norm and this fat yeah. guy. Yeah, right. So, but they didn't want they didn't want Culver. They were like, oh yeah, he. They're like he has dead eyes. <laughs> what? Whatever that means. They also said he wasn't fat enough. Okay. <laughs> so there was they had some funny stories about that movie and one of the funny things was uh in one of the scenes, you know the scenes after the party towards the end of the movie and they show like Norm and and the other fat guy uh, all passed out. Yeah. So Norm for some reason he, he wanted it to be like somewhat realistic, I guess. 
Okay. So he had purposely gotten drunk. Nah. And passed out, and they said he was asleep. No way. So the so they dropped a bucket of water on his head. Jeez. That was funny. And and they talked about some other stuff. And and they talked about um when Norm was in you know, that first Norm show. Yeah. You know, the one with uh, Max Wright. Oh, Norm. <laughs> so when they were going to cast that, Norm Norm tells a story that Tom Arnold huh. just kept calling him up constantly. He's like, he's like, hey, Norm, I, 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 I hear you're doing the new show, okay? Uh, I, 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 I'm going to do the boss, okay? I'm going to do the boss, the boss. You know, and, and Norm's like, well, wait a minute, Tom. He's like, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know how this works. I think you're supposed to go through an agent and, <laughs> right. and the casting director. He's like, no, nah, uh, I'll give uh, I'll take half. I'll take half. Whatever they're giving, I'll take half. <laughs> Jeez. And, Desperate. And, yeah, but they, they, uh, they hired Max Wright instead. Good. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a it was a very very uh, funny episode. They, um... but one of the stories was wait, did he talk about Max Wright? No. Ah, come on. Well, no, because they were like, because then they were like, well, wait, what was uh, what, what who was he an Alf or something? And then the, this other guy Adam, who's like the co-host, he's like he was Willie. Yeah, Willie Tanner. Yeah, well, they couldn't remember. Oh, because stupid Norm was thinking he was he was an Alf, but. It, what was his name? Danny Tanner? No, that wasn't it. That was Full House. <laughs> it was like his, his Willie. Uh, but yeah, very, it's, a, it's a funny show. Uh, Norm, Norm MacDonald Live. Back on the air. So how does he look now? He looks fine. He lost some weight? No, no he looks about the same. His chin? His oh, uh, yeah, he doesn't look as quite as fat. I don't know. But anyway... Um, so that's back on. Now, one of the stories they told from Saturday Night Live was, I guess at some point, uh, George Harrison had shown up to, like, I don't know, it was like during the rehearsals or something, and he was just, like, you know, walking around the, the studio, the offices, and uh, he came into the writer's room or something, and, like, Al Franken was there, and they were doing something, and, and uh, so Harrison sat down at this piano, and I guess he was starting to like play it. Okay. And and so Al Franken ran over and like I think as a joke, slammed the piano, you know, that like wooden cover of the keys. Yeah. Like slammed it down onto Harrison's fingers. God, why? That would hurt. <laughs> and he screams. He goes, Do you mind? We're trying to work in here. George Harrison screamed that? No, Al Franken. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that yeah, so they were like joking about it. Yeah, you know, everybody was hope was like getting norms like, yeah, you know, they were they were all expecting this like great jam session and Franken ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean he was kind of joking, but I guess I guess you know, it wasn't funny. No. You slammed the piano cover onto me fingers. It's Al Franken. Uh yeah, so so Norm is back. Uh that was that was good. It's good. Huh? George George Harrison. Uh you Norm. got anything or or I'll move on to the next thing. 
I have two movie reviews. Oh, boy. Very, very quick. Ugh. Is this going to be a movie review or a Rob view of the movie? <laughs> What's the difference? I, that, there is no difference. So there you go. So number one is Neighbors. Uh, I want to see this. 2014. It came out 2014 starring Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen! And Zac Efron. Yeah. And whatever. So, basically, Seth Rogen and his wife have a baby, and they buy a house in this neighborhood, and everything's fine. And the house, the, the, the neighbors next to them, right next door, are selling their house, and it just so happens that a fraternity buys the house, which, of course, would mm-hmm. never happen, but whatever. It's a movie. Old school! <laughs> Well, that was kind of a reverse, but... So, so, um, what do you call it? So the, 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 the frat guys are up all night making loud noise and partying yes, and going yes, crazy. Yes, 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 And so Seth Rogen and his wife go over, they bang on the door, like, listen, we're trying to be cool, but can you keep it down? And, you know, we got the baby and like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll keep it down. I said, listen. Anytime, if we're too loud or we're up too late or whatever, if you have a complaint, don't call the police. Just call me, and I'll right. I'll handle it. Okay. So the next night they're partying loud, middle of the night. Um, and and Seth Rogen keeps calling the guy's phone, mobile mm. phone, and he's not answering. He's like he said, don't call the police. Just call him. He'll take care of it. He specifically asked me not to call the police, but I've been calling him like 10 times. He's not picking up. This is crazy. The baby isn't going to sleep. I have to call the police. So he calls the police. The police show up, stop the party. And from then on, now the fraternity hates them and is like trying to burn down their house and like blow up their cars and poison them and do all this kind of stuff. So, um... So then Seth Rogen and his wife and their friends try to come up with ways to like kill the fraternity guys and like blow up their house and, and you know, poison them and all this kind of stuff. Um, until by the very end, they, uh, they, they end up calling the police and then the police like arrest the frat guys for like trying to blow things up or something. That's it? That's it. Almost as much of a review. It was it was a very silly, goofy, funny movie. It's you know it's 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 something that you can wait till it comes on cable or or Netflix streaming or something. You don't have to run out and go watch it. But it was good. It was fine. It was funny. The other okay. movie is so I would say you know it's thumbs in the middle. You know, not like timeless classic, but it's it's worth watching someday. But it looked like there was a lot of, like, gags. Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, something... Sorry, before I move on to the next one. Something that I've noticed, that everybody's noticed, about Seth Rogen's movies is that... I'm I'm not the biggest Seth Rogen fan. He's... I find him to be pretty stupid, actually. But... The common... This is the end was great! Well, not because of him. Oh, he's in it. He's right it. (laughs) James Franco. But, uh... Franco! Uh... 
the 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 common theme across all Seth Rogen movies is he's obsessed with men's privates yeah. for some reason. And in this movie, more than any other of his movies, is just constant men's privates. Like, touching them, seeing them, doing things to them. It's like, I don't understand the obsession. Mm. I really don't understand. What's, he's ah, he's well. just obsessed with men's privates. But anyway... The other movie that I saw was also 2014, and it's called The Other Woman. And it stars... Other Woman? stars Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton, uh, and also Nicki Minaj. Ugh. Whatever. Um... Whose real name is Onika Mirage. Whatever. So well, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So anyway, so this movie again, like like very silly, uh, silly comedy movie about this man who's cheating on his wife with like twenty different women. Yeah. And they, a, a few of them, find out about each other. Like the wife finds out about the the girlfriend and the girl, and then they find out about the other girlfriend. And instead of being mad, like at first they were kind of a little mad at each other, but then they realize, well, wait a minute, he's the one we should be mad at. So then they team up to like to like torture him and sabotage him and get him arrested and like play you know play pranks on him and stuff. So again, it was thumbs in the middles, pretty funny, silly. Um a little bit more on the chick flick side. So, if, again, if it's ever on, like, cable TV or something and you just want a silly, dumb movie, it's, it's called The Other Woman. Yeah. Next. I, uh... Oh, and Don Johnson was in the movie, too. For, like, five minutes? Not Yeah, like, probably, like, 20 minutes. Uh... Well, I also saw a movie recently. Which one? It was uh, the Seth MacFarlane, uh, the A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. Ah, how was that one? With uh, Charlize Theron and uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Now, as much as you believe Seth Rogen is obsessed with uh, crotches, uh, private parts, yes. Uh, Seth Rogen, com- uh, Seth MacFarlane comedy obsessed with feces. Ah, uh, what? Yes. Oh my god. Why? I mean, it was like every single joke was some pooping joke. Oh, gee. Um. So basically, it's in the old west, and um, Seth MacFarlane plays this guy who's like this dork. And uh, he likes this uh, this girl who doesn't really like him. Uh, oh, Neil Patrick Harris is in it as well. He has a mustache. Oh yeah. Uh, that's and then they all sing about mustaches. It's just too much mustache. <laughs> uh, and so uh, and then you know to impress her, he has to learn to shoot. So this woman, uh, Charlize Theron, plays teaches him, but her husband is really this. Uh, uh, like bank robber Liam Neeson and um, you know some goofy parts some funny gags and little in jokes and stuff 
Uh, and at one point, it's kind of like Family Guy where he has those, they have those like pop culture like references real quick. Yeah. And so he opens up this barn and it's Emmett L. Brown, you know, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, and really? He quickly goes, oh, and he covers up the DeLorean and he goes, uh, it's a weather experiment. Huh. Or something, you know, kind of joking about how it, Back to the Future 3, he, you know, he was stuck back in the old West. <laughs> right. So wait, uh, so he just had a cameo? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, I mean, it was a funny movie. Um, I, I, I thought it would have been more like of Ted, or, you know, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't it wasn't as funny as that. Uh, but it, yeah, it was it was kind of vulgar. Well, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. So there's that. All right, moving on. So, uh, oh, real fast, uh, I have a statement on the Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Yes. If I could bar wars. Yes. Uh, what's, what's the next line? <laughs> uh, I, I hope these Star Wars would stay or something. Oh, yeah. um, so, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. that is the new movie that J.J. Abrams is directing. Is there a title? Like no. a, you know, a subtitle for it? Not officially, no. I haven't, there's not really been anything leaked yet. Um, so the whole, the, the, it, you know, it's been ramping up here and uh, they showed the cast... I don't remember if we talked about who was in the cast or not. You know, the main cast. We may have. Oh, yeah, we did, right? Because we talked about the guy that was in that in the girls show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it looks like an interesting cast. They're adding some more actors. And, and it, I have to say, I mean, they're all... They seem like they're all, you know, pretty well-respected um, actors. Yeah. You know, there's no... Uh, you know, Zac Efron's or uh, anybody like that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. So, anyway, um, one of the things that I've always said I didn't like about the prequels and all was that the it was the overabundance of CGI. Yeah. And, look, I'm sure that there will be plenty of CGI in this movie. It, it's just the way things are done. Right. Um, however... Um, they're shooting in Dubai or something like that, which is a Middle Eastern country. And right. so the, you know, in the old trilogy, Tatooine was the home planet of Luke Skywalker, was like a desert planet. And uh, Lucas, when he shot the original trilogy and then when he shot the prequel, he, he did it in Tunisia. Um, but they didn't do it there because they've had a lot of political uh, strife there. But um, yeah, so they the, a lot of set pictures have been leaking out. And um, one of the first things that leaked, well, that wasn't really leaked out, but J.J. Abrams announced this contest that benefits UNICEF. Okay. Uh, it's called Star Wars Force for Change. And I think you have until sometime in, like, July. But uh, there's different levels of support that you, you basically can buy chances to win. Um where you buy chances to be a VIP guest in London and appear in some fashion in the Star Wars movie. Really? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the lowest is one entry, which is $10. Let's do it. 
10 bucks to be in Star Wars? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's only if you win. I mean, the odds for winning, I would assume, for $10 only would be uh, very, 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 very tall. <laughs> um, now, there are some other ones where the, the really expensive ones where you actually get some, some props and different things like that, which mostly stink. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so th that was cool. And so in the video that he did for that, by the way, the uh, the site is this uh, site called Omaze, O-M-A-Z-E dot com. Cool. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, he did this little video where J.J.'s standing there and you could see like the set behind him. And it's that kind of rickety, junky uh, set, you know, from the old Star Wars, the most Moss Eisley type of set. Okay. Which I'm sure that's probably what they were doing. And so all of a sudden this like creature walks up behind him and it's clear. I mean, obviously it's a guy in a costume, but it's clearly like a Muppety guy. Yeah. I'll show you the, uh, you don't have to watch the video. You can even just see it from the picture. Um, but, and he kind of looks behind him and he's like, Oh, okay. And then he keeps going on. And, <laughs> right. but again, it's, it's this one little video like energize a lot of the old crotchety Star Wars fans like me who are sick of the CGI and all and it's like oh my god it a physical puppet right we can't believe it well the thing so is it cool it um it has a certain it's what am i trying to say CGI of course you know i'm i'm a very uh a, I'm, I'm I'm all into technology and graphics and all of the computers, but CGI just has a... I don't know what it is about these CGI artists where a lot of them... I don't know if it's just a time thing or they... I don't know what it is, but they make the CGI like too bright or too shiny or something where it, it just doesn't blend in correctly. Whereas with a puppet, I mean, it's being lit in real time yeah. in the well, real yeah, scene, I mean, and it's like it, 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 like even though, like, yeah, obviously it's a puppet, it just blends in a lot better than than a well, lot of CGI. The, I think the problem is that they'll do like CGI, like for a main character, and you'll look at it, and be, oh yeah, that looks good, sort of like you know Roger Rabbit looked in the Roger Rabbit movie. Yeah, but then. The problem is they'll do that, but then, you know, eventually run out of money, time, resources. <laughs> right. And then you wind up, they wind up like, even in the big, big expensive stuff, they wind up like shortcutting the rest and it looks terrible. And, and so anyway, this looked really good. And then there was additional leakages of, uh, this one where there's this monstrous like pig creature that looks like they ride on it. Mm. And it was a real thing. I mean, it was a gigantic thing, which looked really cool. And also, they had some set pictures of the Millennium Falcon, like an exterior, uh, like construction of it, and an X-wing that was really cool. So, yeah, so I definitely have uh, high hopes um, for so when, the Star Wars. Is there a date yet or something? Oh, it's December of twenty fifteen. Twenty September, you said. December. December. Oh wow! So another year and a half. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that, and now I have to, you know, I don't know if I can play the video, but there's this, there's this, uh, YouTube site or, you know, page or whatever channel 
Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for a while. It's called Honest Trailers. <laughs> okay. I can't anticipate what this is going to be about. So, yeah, so basically they, they take movies that, like, you know, people lampooned or whatever, or, or something, and, and they do, like, sarcastic trailers for them. Yeah. So one of them they did uh, recently, uh, back in May, was for Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, which was one of the most boring movies ever made. I mean, I fell asleep during it twice. Mm-hmm. and um, Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Yeah, so they did this trailer for it that was really, really funny, because basically the whole trailer, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's joking about, oh, yeah, the, the uh, Hayden Christensen is terrible and... <laughs> You know, and this guy's uh, uh, boring, and wh- why do they keep talking? They keep talking. Where's the action? Right. It was, it was very funny. Honest trailers. So what else? Uh, oh, and, and so some celebrity uh, encounters that I had uh, real fast. Um, so one of my cousins was getting married in Florida, and so I had to fly down there. And um, so I we weren't staying there long. I'm flying down on Friday and leaving on Sunday. So I get to Newark Airport, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there having breakfast in this restaurant. And this guy, you know, walks past us. Uh, you know, kind of a skinny guy, whatever. He's wearing like this big backpack. And I kind of caught him in the corner of my eye, and I'm like, well, that guy looks kind of familiar. And I would have thought nothing of it. And so then he comes walking back past me, right right, like, right like, past where I was sitting, and it looked like he was looking for somewhere to eat. And I caught his face, and I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> who was it? Uh, it was this actor, Nick Stahl. Who's Nick that? Stahl, who was uh, in, he was John Connor in the third Terminator movie. Was he, Terminator Three? Was he good? Yeah, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good actor. Um, he's had some some. Uh, I think some alcohol issues in the past. Uh, some episode where he like vanished for like a couple of weeks. Nobody could find him. Uh, but anyway, so he hasn't really worked that much lately. But uh, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing there. But so I saw him there, and then I, you know, we ate whatever, and I was like, ah, I don't know where he is. So we went and sit, you know, where our the flight was gonna go go into, but it was still where I had a time. So I was like, I gotta get a picture with him. Yeah. So then I went like walking. I went a little walk, and I'm like, where is he? So then I saw him. He was eating lunch or something like in this big area by the McDonald's, and so I didn't want to like go up and bother him, you know, while he was eating. Right. So, uh, so then, you know, I, I went back, sat down, like, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, I'm like, ah, he's probably done by now. So I went to look for him, and he was gone. I was like, ah, I don't know where he went. So then I walked around a little bit there, and, um, and I saw him. He was, uh, so, you know, he was sitting in the lounge, you know, waiting for some California plane. And so I saw him there, and it looked like he was talking on the phone. So I was like, all right, I'll wait for him to get off the phone. So I stood, like, way off in the distance. And I saw he hung up, and he was, like, playing around with his phone. So I, you know, walked up to him. And I was like, hey, uh, I did, like, a triple take, but you're Nick Stahl, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I shook his hand and, you know, said, ah, you know, I loved you in Terminator 3 and Bully and whatever else. And and I, I asked him, I was like, uh, you know, how's it going? You know, uh, 
you doing okay now? And all? he's like, yeah, 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 I'm good. <laughs> okay. And, and then I asked him for a selfie. So was I he, was he, uh, you know, more like the accommodating, friendly celebrity? Or oh, yeah, was yeah, he yeah, like, he was ah, friendly. what do you want? No, 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 no. He's very friendly. Very friendly. Yeah, so. That's good. That was cool. Nick Stahl? Nick Stahl. Alright. Totally unexpected. And, um... Then I, uh... Then we, you know, so then we go down there. And we stayed in this hotel, like, in downtown St. Petersburg. It was a kind of expensive hotel. Um, but the reason we were there was because the wedding was at this museum. And, you know, everything really was, like, right in the same, uh, area there. Yeah. So, yeah, so... You know, in, in the morning, now I was told by somebody who knows that a lot of the visiting baseball teams that play the Tampa Bay team stay in this hotel. So they have all these signs all over the place, like no autographs, no pictures. Nah. And I saw a couple of baseball players. Did you care? Eh, not really. So, um, so then I'm standing out in front of the porch there on the morning of the wedding. And I was talking to my uncle and some other people. And all of a sudden, this guy walks right past us, dripping wet from being at the pool. Okay. And it's Dan Aykroyd. Ah, uh, gotta get a shooter. So he walks right past us, and I was like, what the hell? It's Dan Aykroyd. And they wouldn't believe it. And they, he went and sat with some other people for a while, and then got up, and, and he went into, like, some limo and, and left. I was like, wow, man, Dan Aykroyd. So it turns out he was there doing something with the Blues Brothers band, some charity gig or something. Uh. Um, and he was staying at that hotel. And yeah, the, the other people were like, "Oh!" And one of the kids, one of my uh, cousins, uh, ne- uh, you know, uh, cousins, the younger ones, were like, "Yeah, he was sitting at the pool the whole time we were there." I'm like, "You don't know who Dan Aykroyd is?" They didn't know who he was. What? Come on. So, um, so, you know, the wedding's that night, whatever. So after the wedding is over, you know, we come back, stumbling back to the hotel and walk in and there's Dan Aykroyd at the bar, like taking pictures with everybody. Oh, all right. Uh, I guess whatever he had done, he was done with. And, um, he, uh, <laughs> the big thing was he, he was there, you know, trying to pedal in the bar, trying to pedal his wine and vodka. No, I, no. Like, are you serious? Oh yeah, he's like, oh, this, this. He was giving everybody samples. Like this vodka is completely clean. It's one hundred percent pure. I'm like, whatever. Huh. Uh, but he was very nice and friendly, and he was. It, it was kind of sad that he was going up to these young girls who were sitting there, and they they know didn't know who he was. And I was like, oh, god. But um, yeah. So uh, you know, he was taking pictures with everybody, and I shook his hand. I was like, hey, Dan, I saw you at the Stu Leonard's. He's like. He's like, ah, oh, where'd you work there? I was like, no, I was in line with 600 other people looking to meet you. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, well, good time there, good time. <laughs> and so I did get a picture with him this time. Um, good, yeah. Uh, with, a, obviously, a shooter. Was he rushing or was he... No. No. No, in fact, you know, he was talking to everybody and then I was like, oh, damn, can I get a picture? He's like, he's like oh, yeah, I gotta, he's like, uh, I gotta see these people for a few minutes, be right back. And he came back, and you know, uh, one of my uncle's friend has uh, uh, has a you know multiple sclerosis, pretty bad. So he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
And, you know, he came back, he took pictures with him, and, you know, he was joking around with him and everything. So it was very friendly. Good. And then we saw him again later while we were all out by the pool just sitting around and he walked past and we're like, hey, Dan, come come hang out with us. He's like, he's like oh, no, I got something to do with my band. Nah, and band. so then my uh, yeah, so my sister uh, went up to, to her room and um, she had gone up early and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's like, when we walked past this room, like the door was open, it was all these women in there and everything. What? Yeah, banned my, my, my uh, you know, rear end. <laughs> And then he saw them, and he's like, "Ah, don't you come in? Come in, have a drink." I was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I know. Yeah, you should have followed him up there. Could have yes. partied oh, with my, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, my cousin, I definitely. What was funny was when I walked into the bar. Initially, my cousin was was sitting there at the bar, and he's a you know, big drinker. And uh, it was his birthday, so somehow he had told that to Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd bought him a shot of the crystal vodka. Oh, yeah. So I walk up to my cousin. I was like, hey, Dan Aykroyd's here. He's like, yeah, he, bur- he bought me a birthday shot. Do you want it? I'm like, you giving me a drink? You're passing? He's like, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it was very, very friendly. I wish I had known. I would have had some Ghostbusters paraphernalia to get him to sign. <laughs> so second time for Dan Aykroyd. Yes, second time Dan Aykroyd. Awesome. So what other... So, so those were the two? Yeah, I mean, there were some baseball people, but you know, whatever. So those were the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, obviously, the Dan Aykroyd, yes. Cool. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I was just thinking of something, and now I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Uh, you? Did you watch the HBO show Silicon Valley? No, nah, I don't watch that. Oh. It was pretty good. I tried to watch it a couple of times, and... It gets better. The, the first episode or two, it's a little slow, and the personalities aren't there yet. But by, like, episode three, four, you know, towards the end, it gets a lot better. There's only yeah. eight, it, it's it's eight episodes in the season, oh, and they're right, a half right. hour each. So, yeah, that's how they do everything now. Yeah, everything's down to like eight episodes, uh, or or ten at the most, or something like that. Yeah, I, I just maybe I'll go back to and watch it. I just didn't bother. So, um, in terms of Breaking Bad, I have one question. Yeah. I know you and Frankie had done the episode yeah. uh, recapping the whole entire series. So my question is, why is it called Breaking Bad? Like, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. I guess just that you know this guy kind of had this like break, you know, and he became kind of a bad became a bad guy. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Now, from the way that you two were describing, because I'd never seen it before, the uh, way that you two were describing it in the episode, was it two, 2.43? Yes. On PaunchStevenson.com, uh, it, it actually sounded kind of funny. Is it a humorous show? Uh, or is it well, a very, is it like a dramatic, serious show? Yeah, but there's a lot of dark comedy. There's a lot of dark comedy. So it does have humor. 
Well, yeah, I guess yeah, it's dark. Again, it's like dark comedy. It's not really like har hardy har har. No, no, no. But it's, and, you, it's know, you know, it's not like a, a drama like you know, like yeah. like ER or something. No, no. Or House or whatever. No, I mean you got to have some light moments. I mean the show is pretty serious, so you know you got to have you got to have the light moments that kind of inter intermingled there. Yeah. All right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. First incredible, now unbelievable. Oh my god.